For those who are under Christ the King, sacrifice is the path to paradise. For those under Christ the King, sacrifice is the path to paradise. Friends, we bring the liturgical year to a close today with the feast day of Christ the King. Next week, next Sunday, is the first week of Advent, and with it, the new liturgical year begins. So to end this year in style, to celebrate Christ the King, I want to teach you an awesome yell that goes with today's feast, all right? It doesn't have a pass back or anything like that. It's more of a call and response kind of yell, and the yell is in Spanish, and it's, it's worth keeping in Spanish because there's some things that are just cooler in Spanish, all right? This yell is one of them, all right? This yell goes like this, Viva Cristo Rey, Viva, right? Yes, yes. Now, we might translate it, long live Christ the King, so you see how it sounds cooler in Spanish, right? Um, now, we're going to do this yell, but we're going to add a little bit of Aggie flair, all right? One of the most beautiful things about being Catholic is the diversity of our one faith. We're united in the one faith with Catholics in Mexico, Albania, Nigeria, China, everywhere throughout the world, and every culture adds its own flair while staying true to the one faith passed down to us from the apostles. And I think that the Aggie culture has a beautiful flair to add, and that's what we're going to do to them, Ags. All right, so with this yell, we're going to have Viva Cristo Rey, and y'all will respond, Viva Whoop, all right? Okay. Are you ready? Viva Cristo Rey, Viva Whoop. Here we go. Viva Cristo Rey. Viva Cristo Rey. Viva Cristo Rey. All right. Yes, long live Christ the King. Today we celebrate the feast day of Christ the King, and like the Aggies that come onto Kyle Field, we can walk with a humble swagger today. <laughs> today, we remember that Christ has won the victory over sin and death. Today, we remember that the powers of darkness are powerless before our King. We can see that humble swagger in St. Paul, who actually taunted death in one of his letters. We might even say that he engaged in a bit of trash talk. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. We can also see that humble swagger in the life of someone who's much closer to us in time and space. St. Paul lived in the Middle East in the first century, which is pretty far away. But Father Miguel Pro lived in Mexico in the 20th century, which is pretty close. And much like we're united in the same Catholic faith with our brothers and sisters throughout the world, Father Miguel Pro showed the same humble swagger 
that St. Paul exhibited almost 2,000 years earlier. The last words on the lips of Father Miguel Pro were, Viva Cristo Rey. The militantly anti-Catholic government in Mexico at the time had arrested him for celebrating the sacraments, and they brought him before a firing squad in public to discourage all Catholics from keeping the faith. They went so far as to photograph the event to publicize the demoralizing defeat of this popular Catholic leader. But with humble swagger, Miguel Pro looked his executioners in the eye, forgave them their murder, turned to face the firing squad, stretched out his arms in the shape of a cross, and shouted, Viva Cristo Rey. The soldiers did kill him, but their plans were ruined. Rather than discourage the Mexican faithful, Miguel's death galvanized them. 30,000 came to his funeral, and in defiance of the soldiers, they chanted, Viva Cristo Rey, as his body passed by their streets. Viva Cristo Rey! Viva! <laughs> Humble swagger. Humble swagger describes the paradox of Christ's kingship. In today's gospel, we heard about the pivotal moment of human history, Jesus Christ being crucified on the hill of Calvary. Now, obviously, from one perspective, this is a disastrous event. It shows mankind rejecting and destroying its Savior, Creator, and God. And yet the church has us read it today on the feast day of Christ the King. The church sees it as the image of Christ's universal kingship. This is what St. John Paul II called the paradox of Christ's kingship. Christ's kingdom begins in this world, but it is not of this world. The world rules through power. Christ rules through love. His kingdom has begun now, but it will finish later. It begins in the hearts of Christians like us, his followers, who believe in him and who obey him. The church and the saints are living signs of his kingdom, like buds in springtime are signs of the summer that is to come. The good thief understood this. The bad thief didn't. The rulers didn't. The soldiers didn't. As Jesus hung on the cross, revealing God's saving love, they sneered and jeered at him. They knew that he had claimed to be the Messiah, the Savior, the King of Israel, but they could only imagine kingship in earthly terms. And so they challenged him. Show that you're really a king by coming down from the cross. If you could eliminate human suffering and injustice symbolized by coming down from the cross, that would prove you to be a worthy king. But Jesus doesn't respond to that request. He wouldn't even give them an explanation. He simply kept suffering with love until the very end. And as he suffered, the good thief realized the truth. He realized that there's more to the human story than what we see, experience, and understand here on earth. 
he realized that Jesus held the key to a kingdom much greater than any that this earth will ever know. He realized that Christ's kingdom could begin on earth through faith, hope, and obedience, but it would only reach its fullness hereafter. So he makes this request. Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And to that request, Jesus responded. As a good king, as a true king, he granted this favor. He didn't take away the good thief's suffering. Remember, his kingdom is not of this world, but he did transform it. He gave it a purpose. He made it a path to paradise. And as the good thief hung on the cross, dying, tortured, in excruciating pain, he too had a humble swagger because he had placed himself under the king's protection and he knew that his king would keep his promise. For those under the king, sacrifice is the path to paradise. Perhaps you've heard the phrase, offer it up. Catholics often say it when someone is going through something difficult. It refers to the truth that we can offer our suffering with Christ as a loving sacrifice, and in that way it becomes meaningful. It becomes transformed. No one wants to be woken up by a screaming child at two in the morning. But if it's your child in need, that suffering becomes a sacrifice. Mom offers it up. Through union with Christ the King, our suffering can become a sacrifice, and sacrifice is the path to paradise. The good thief understood this. Blessed Miguel Pro understood it. The saints throughout history have understood it. Sacrifice is the path to paradise. So yes, offer it up, and do so with the humble swagger of the saints. I say that because sometimes the phrase offer it up has a defeatist tone. Well, since there's nothing I can do, I might as well offer it up, right? That's not how Miguel Pro looked on his executioners. That's not how St. Paul looked on his suffering. They offered up their suffering with the humble swagger, with confidence that for those under the king, sacrifice is the path to paradise. Listen to St. Paul in Romans 8. What will separate us from the love of Christ? Will anguish or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or the sword? No. In all these things, we conquer overwhelmingly through him who has loved us. The worst of what the world can send our way is nothing compared to the power of Christ the King. In Christ the King, we conquer overwhelmingly. We may not find ourselves before a firing squad, but the difficulties of life reach us even here in Aggieland. School, work, relationships, whatever it may be, confident in the promise of Christ our King, our sufferings born with love become the sacrifice that gains the eternal reward of paradise. Rather than a defeatist tone, Respond to suffering with humble swagger. When school gets you down, viva Cristo Rey. When work is too much, viva Cristo Rey. When family and friends disappoint, viva Cristo Rey. Blessed Miguel 
looked his executioners in the eye and shouted, Viva Cristo Rey! What you mean to be my downfall will be my glorious victory in Christ the King. So do your worst. I'm confident in the one who rose from the dead out of love for me. You have nothing on me. I'm under Christ the King. Friends, that kind of humble swagger is characteristic of the saints throughout the ages. And our Lord wants to give it to us as well. He labors to convict us that he is trustworthy. So as this liturgical year comes to a close, let's be inspired by the faith of Blessed Miguel Pro, the good thief in St. Paul. Let's examine whether we have that humble swagger. And if we do, let's put it into practice by offering it up, by transforming our sufferings into sacrifice. If we examine ourselves and we find that we don't have it, then this new liturgical year has a new urgency. There's nothing more urgent than the battle of faith. So may this final week of the liturgical year and the beginning of Advent serve to convict us thoroughly that Jesus is trustworthy, that under Christ the King, sacrifice is the path to paradise. Thank you for listening to Aggie Catholic Homilies. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Be sure to check out our sister podcast, Aggie Catholic Talks, to hear talks from Magnify, Catholicism 101, and more. Thanks, God bless, and gigam.